0: Teammates, Welcome to the Journeys Through Leadership podcast. I am Denny Richardson, your New York State Command Chief. Leadership is a journey. It has no end, but it starts somewhere. And we will explore the events that shape our members during their journey through leadership. We are coming up on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks in which so many innocent Americans lost their lives. Just like me. I'm sure we all can remember what we were doing at 846, 903, 937, and 1003 the morning of September 11, 2001. This tragic event changed the way we train, the way we fight, and the way we live. But it did not change the strength, the resolve, nor the spirit of America. During Episode 7 of the JTL Podcast, we are fortunate to be joined by a member of the New York Air National Guard's Eastern Air Defense Sector. This organization was impacted greatly during 9-11 and continues to play a critical role in the defense of our nation today. I'm sure you will enjoy his message. We pay honor with dignity and respect, and we will never forget. Hello again, teammates. Welcome to episode seven of the JTL podcast. I am your host, Chief Master Sergeant Denny Richardson, New York State Command Chief. In this episode, we will continue to branch out around the state of New York, and I'm happy to have with us today a member from the Eastern Air Defense Sector in Rome, New York. Please join me in welcoming Tech Sergeant Timothy Deckard. Welcome, Sergeant Deckard, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Chief. Excited right. to be here.
0: All right. And outstanding. Are you ready to kick this off? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's get right to it. So, Let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, remove the rank. Uh, who is Timothy Deckard?
1: I'm a father of one, soon to be two. A husband, son, brother, a huge comic book nerd, and probably the biggest St. Louis Cardinals fan in the entire state of New York.
0: <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals. Did you say comic book fan? I'm a huge comic book, mostly D.C.,
1: so I get thrown around a lot, but...
0: So no Marvel.
1: I like Marvel too. I just I love DC. It's all about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, growing up I collected comic books, um, but for some reason they all disappeared on me. They probably would have been worth a lot of money uh, today if I would have held on to them. Um, but um, I've never met another comic book fan.
1: Oh Huge. <laughs> There's a lot of us.
0: Oh, I'll stand it. Thank you for that. Yeah. So. Uh, you say your, your father, uh, how many kids do you have?
1: I have a two-year-old daughter, Peyton, and uh, next month I have a son that's due. Uh, so after that, I'm done with kids, but one each, uh, looking forward to having two run around.
0: Oh, congratulations on that. She, you know, I bet you the two-year-old keeping you busy. She is a lot of work. So much fun, though. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy that fatherhood, because I'm going to tell you right now, I have an 18- and a 22-year-old, and they grow up fast.
1: <laughs> two years, two years has flown. I, I can't imagine the next 16 plus. Yeah.
0: All right. Outstanding. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, so let's talk about your career path um, and what made you decide to join the Air National Guard?
1: There's an amalgam of things that kind of led to this, to me being here. Uh, firstly, I think nine eleven was the biggest thing. It instilled some patriotism in me. Um, however, uh, high school came around and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I actually went to Navy delayed entry. I was, Sitting there, I pushed my basic training date back as far as possible because I didn't want to leave home. Hmm. Um, and then my dad kind of said, okay, how about the Air National Guard? I, he's like, I have a friend here, they have a $20,000 sign-on bonus, all these benefits for college. And you can stay at home and, and still serve. And I'm like, okay. So I, I switched, I left the Navy before I went to basic training a month prior and went to the Missouri Air National Guard. I was there for six years and came to Eads about four, eight years ago almost in March.
0: Wow, so you were in the Missouri Air National Guard, um, so that explains your St. Louis Cardinal loyalty.
1: However, I'm from Illinois, so uh, people, people up here think Chicago. I'm, I'm from southern Illinois. It's <laughs> so the- <laughs> small little blue-collar town.
0: <laughs> so you say you joined um, because of 9-11? That was a big
1: part that kind of pushed patriotism, and it's, it's kind of funny because where I'm at now and how big Eads was incorporated with 9-11. So. So- my cousin was in the Army, too, so kind of, he kind of pushed me into maybe serving, and here I am.
0: Wow, seems like the push has worked out for you.
1: I have a, a long family uh, heritage in the military. My grandpa actually sent, posted a picture on his Facebook the other day of the grave of someone who fought in the Revolutionary War, and I have pictures oh, wow. of family from the Civil War. Oh, wow. So it's family, too. Family definitely. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, you have a long uh, history and heritage of uh, folks serving in the military. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's good. So uh, my hat's off uh, to your family members out there uh, who have um, paved the way and uh, who have uh, served uh, this great nation. So hats off to them. So not many people have heard about the Eastern Air Defense Sector. So what is the mission of Eastern Air Defense Sector? And in particular, uh, what is your career field? So
1: the mission and, uh, it's dominate the eastern AOR through detection, rapid warning, and precise tactical control by combat ready airmen of NORAD and Northcom forces. However, the easier term is um, we basically watch the skies, protect the skies from um, Maine down to uh, t- down to basically Cuba. Um, we scramble on planes that are not following their their notams. Um, 9/11 really shifted the mission. Uh, we're mm-hmm. Basically, we're trying to prevent 9-11 from ever happening again. Our goal is to never have that. We also um, protect POTUS and VIPs wherever they travel on the eastern side of the country.
0: That sounds extremely important.
1: I, I would say so. <laughs> and then my two qualifi- I have two qualifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a uh, weapons director. I'm an instructor in that, in that career field. Uh, what they do is they're the ones who uh, hit the horn, scramble the fighter jets, talk to the fighter jets while they're doing the intercept. As well as uh, when they fly the caps over um, any uh, s- TFRs, which mm-hmm. is a temporary flight restriction. Um, for instance, when the POTUS travels, uh, DC is always protected. Um, Super Bowls, so a lot of the times that people are watching the Super Bowl. Think of us; we're we're guarding the uh, skies.
0: Wow! And so you said from Maine uh, to Cuba. Maine to th- down down
1: to south of Florida, basically Cuba. Hmm. Um, and then from the, the Atlantic Ocean all the way to the Mississippi River so That's, with the capability of doing the whole country.
0: Wow. That's a lot of airspace to cover.
1: Yes, sir. You know,
0: so it's got to be a stressful career field. It you know, is, but it's rewarding. It's rewarding. Yeah. So, so how do you manage your, your stress?
1: I, well, I have an awesome wife who, <laughs> who, who hears me out every day, every time I come home, and she, she, she's very patient with me. And then, of course... Having a two-year-old that runs to you saying, Daddy, Daddy, after a long, stressful day, it it just turns everything back to normal.
0: Wow. Well, that's good. I'm glad you get the opportunity to uh, turn off work uh, when you're with your family, because that's extremely important. It's hard, but
1: make it happen. Yes.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned your career field, um, but you also do something else. You are the president of the Enlisted six Council?
1: I am the vice president of the Junior Enlisted Council. With with that, we have a lot of things. We're actually revolutionizing the way things are done at EADS. Uh, for instance, a junior enlisted has a kind of for our tech sergeants, they feel like they don't belong in anything titled junior enlisted. So we're working now, voting among members to find out what name they want. Um, <laughs> Rising six seems to be a strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, we're also developing PDCs. Um, we're we're doing in November. We're doing an FTEC kind of course, uh, first term amaran course for. People new to the guard doesn't have to necessarily be airmen, but they're staff sergeants coming from active duty they don't know the guardisms. As well as brand new airmen, See, seeing the face of uh, someone behind an email, uh, the DPH finance, whoever the shirt, the chiefs. I'm actually I was at time a few months, a weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I networked with several individuals from all the wings, and I'm going to be seeing if I can get them out to uh, brief their uh, mission as well.
0: Outstanding. You, you said a lot of acronyms in there. So now yes. we have a, we got a lot of civilian listeners out there. So okay. uh, PDC professional development course, professional development course. Now, the time that you mentioned, uh, that's uh, tech sergeants involved in mentoring enlisted airmen. Um, and that's where we've taken uh, tech sergeants uh, from every wing across New York state. And we brought them all together for a, a week long of professional development. So, um, so outstanding, thank you for what you're doing uh, with the rising six, emerging six, or whatever your new name is gonna be. Uh, Cause those mid-level managers are important uh, to not only what we do today, uh, but the future of the Air National Guard. Uh, so, so thank you for what you're doing uh, leading the fight. <clears throat> yes, sir. So what's next for uh, Tim Deckard? Uh, what does the future hold? Uh, or what would you like to accomplish uh, in your career and in your life?
1: So as alluded to earlier, uh, I I have a son on the way next month. I have uh, the uh, 9-11, the 20th remembrance of the anniversary of 9-11, which feels like yesterday. Mm. I'm a huge part of the the, the council that we have, the committee we developed to make this ceremony happen. We're going to be honoring people who were on the ops floor the day of 9-11, the people who were scrambling the jets, the, the mission crew commanders who were in charge of everybody involved. Um, The guy who answered the phone to, is this an exercise or is this real world? We're gonna have a lot of people that you see in military movies where 9-11 is featured and all those military members are from EADS. Um, So I'm gonna see those people in real life and host them to several events next month. Um, Then the, the PDC course that I alluded to, the professional development
0: course. Man, 20 years since 9-11, and um, I can remember it like it was yesterday, Um, you know, and it was definitely a um, a dark day, you know, in in our nation, and um, I'm so happy to say that, you know, the eastern air defense sector and professionals like you, um, you know, you have the watch over the skies uh, to ensure that that something like that never happens again. Um, So... I cannot thank you enough for you and your team and, and for what you do and what and the safety you bring, you know, to our nation. So I cannot understate that. So. So thank you. Thanks, Chief. What has been your greatest experience in your career thus far? Because you're still you're, your career is still going on. So
1: <laughs> 13 years in and I it, it, it's crazy how things have changed uh, for me. If you ask me today what my my greatest achievement is, is being elected as vice president for the Junior Enlisted Council, because um i i just i advocate for our all of our airmen and uh if they're not being spoken for then it's it's hard to get that message their message to the top and being in that council you get that open door policy with the the group commander in our in our wing or it needs but if you ask me next month what my uh what my greatest accomplishment it's going to be the, the 20th cer- uh, ceremony of nine eleven, mm-hmm. and bringing all those people in uh it's Going to be truly an honor to do this. a big reason why I joined the military, and it's come full circle to this, and I'm excited.
0: All right? Yeah. Wow. That's outstanding. Thank you very much for that. <clears throat> Greatly appreciate it. Um, so, being involved uh, with your Rising Six Council, um, there's strength in numbers. So, you know, you guys will be able to speak louder in the organization the more involvement you have with that rising six. So, um, you know, that's extremely important. So, And uh, you are, you know, the champion for them. Uh, you are the voice uh, for the voiceless, uh, for those members that do not want to uh, speak up or shy about speaking up. So, And um, I'm here to tell you, listeners out there, uh, he's up for the task. He's up for the challenge. So you know, I'm hanging on to every word he's saying here. So, um, once again, hats off to you for, for what you do. Thanks, sir. Um, so, what do you like most about being in the military, and how do you stay motivated uh, to perform at a high level?
1: I, I like the bond. The bond is it's different than having like civilian friends. I'm very close to all my civilian friends from back home, even though I've been away for seven years. Uh, however, the, the, the bond with the military you could see you can go TDY with somebody for two weeks and you're lifelong friends. It's weird. It's, it's really cool. Uh, I, just, I love that. I also like the, the family heritage that I have. I'm coming in. I had served previously at uh, Jefferson Barracks in St. Louis, which is where my great grandfather was stationed as an Army Air Corps member before the Air Force was even around. Wow. Um, so I, I like all of that, and what keeps me motivated, motivated is, my, uh, is my family my daughter, my wife, soon to be son. Uh, without them, that structure is important.
0: Outstanding. Thank you. Yeah. What about challenges? Uh, what challenges have you faced and had to overcome?
1: Uh, the New York winter. Uh, moving up here. The New up, York winter? Is that I, what you're I totaled a car <laughs> uh, the year before I moved up here in less than a half inch of snow, so you can imagine the trauma when I moved up here uh, with all the, the winter. But seriously, uh, just moving up here, um, 900 miles away from home, just starting fresh. I was the golden boy at my unit, and then they were wrecked. And then I had to find, I had to get into, I got into Eads. Um, I was the only one, Charlie Five, out of the seven people hired on that board. So I, I felt like I was lucky because we didn't have EPRs. Uh, but I had, I had to um, find a way to to get known, um, mm. and that that was hard. It took me a couple of years to, to figure out the system and get my name out there in a respected way.
0: The New York winters. I'm, I'm still I'm still laughing at that because I'm, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I came up here in 1997 and I'm still not used to the New York winters. Um, it, it's definitely different up here.
1: Mild winter. It, it's not, there's no such thing up here. I like the Arizona heat. That's right. fine with me. But
0: That's outstanding. So, um, but I see something in you um, as you're telling your story and you're sharing your story with our listeners is that you are you're not afraid to accept new challenges. And, and accept new responsibilities. And, um, you know, I like to always say, um, you, know, you, you know, we grow when we're comfortable, <clears throat> when we uh, get outside our comfort zone. Uh, so being comfortable um, with being uncomfortable. Um, and you've displayed that throughout your career. So if you talk, when you talk about your challenges and how you came from one state to another state um, into a different unit, and you had to pretty much, you know, start all over again Um, You know, that shows a lot about you and it shows a lot about your character um, and that you're sitting here today um, as successful as you are um, at this point in your career. So I'm looking forward to see uh, what the future holds uh, for for Tim Deckard. (laughs) So what advice would you give uh, to younger members looking to follow in your footsteps? Get involved as
1: early as possible, Mm. Uh, and especially in the councils. I had no idea until I ran for vice president how – how strong the councils are. Um, you, you want leadership to be afraid of you, but respect you in that manner. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. um, you have power, you can change. You can change ev- anything you want in the unit. No one cares about your career more than you do. Mm, if you don't, if you put in as much effort as you can, you're gonna you're gonna see the benefits quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't, uh, you'll see the you need. If you, if you don't put in as much effort as possible, you, you, you might not su- succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep going for every opportunity. Create opportunities for your airmen, too. Mm-hmm. It, it goes the
0: distance. Wow, that's, that's good stuff. So I, one word you're trying to describe is accountability.
1: Accountability is everything.
0: Yes, holding yourself accountable uh, before you try to hold others accountable. Uh, so it, it starts with you, and you're absolutely right. Your career is, is your career. You know, don't allow others to manage your career. You know, your career needs to be managed by you. Um, and no one's going to take a, a vested interest in your career if you don't care about it. So, so you're absolutely right. You know, thank you for that. So, what do you expect from your leaders? I
1: expect them, and you, you allude to this in every podcast I've listened, so, so why not edit in the number seven
0: <laughs> episode,
1: uh, listen and lead. Uh, key communi- Communication is key. Uh, if, you're, if you're not listening, if you're just passively listening to your troops, they're never going to be happy. If, if you know your person, go, go up to them. Mm-hmm. Meet Every time you see a new person, go up, shake their hand, introduce yourself. Well, shake your hand now is kind of a bad <laughs> word.
0: But, right. Um,
1: give them a fist bump, bring some hand sanitizer, and then just you know, get to know them. Know their strengths. Find out how you can use their strengths and put it together in a team effort, and uh, you'll be surprised. Um, for instance, we have A1C, brand new to the mm-hmm. unit, hey, design this coin for us, please, for the 9-11. We know you're a graphic arts person. She designed the coin. And the next thing you know, Chief Williams, Chief of the Air National Guard comes in, likes her coin. Now she does his business cards. Wow. And now she's being tasked by him and his staff, Team 13, to do a bunch of work for the Air National Guard. A1C, she's only been in a little over a year. Wow. So and also just trust, trust your airmen. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might shock you.
0: Wow. That's outstanding. So that A1C, I think she needs to be a guest on the podcast. She, yeah, she here. was supposed
1: to come on this tour today. She She's on leave. All right. Leave, but her supervisor's here.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to be talking to you and her supervisor to, to see if she's willing to come on board and she's share her story. Yeah. Outstanding. Listen, learn and lead. I like it. <laughs> so you don't have a bucket list, huh?
1: too young for that. Um, I mean, I, I have. I wrote down two things. One of them is a dream that will never happen. And the other one is, it's realistic, but we'll see. The, the dream one is just one workout with Dwayne Johnson would be the coolest, <laughs> coolest experience ever. Um,
0: you mean the rock the Dwayne rock, Johnson? No, i mean, right. a huge
1: rock guy. Um, and then the, the, the realistic one is I visit every Major League Baseball stadium in, in, a, in some capacity. I've, I've been to three. I've only seen a game at two. So I got a lot of, a lot of work, cut out for me, especially in the COVID environment.
0: So I'm gonna go back to how you started that question. Is that you're too young for a bucket list? So does that mean I'm old? No, sir, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I got, I have one ballpark for you that you need to visit, and that's uh, Camden Yards uh, in, in Baltimore. Now the team isn't doing that great. It's
1: Okay, they weren't great when they're in St. Louis either, like the Browns.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, the team isn't doing that great, uh, but the ballpark is um, is beautiful. phenomenal. It's definitely it's a beautiful ballpark, and um, I speak from experience. though so, because when I was guard bumming uh, down in uh, Baltimore, um, I used to bartend at, at the uh, park at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, and um, I did that for like three years. So, um, so yeah, it's an actual. Um, it's a great atmosphere uh, to watch a ball game. So, um, I recommend that absolutely be a high priority um, on your on your bucket list. Um,
1: up there before Wrigley I don't like the
0: <laughs> all right my friend so uh, closing comments uh, so what are your closing thoughts or messages uh, you would like to leave with our listeners today
1: so I'm known for a little phrase uh, two phrases actually uh, the first one is very corny uh, I'm gonna get quote the guy because I don't take credit uh, TGIF the guard is family if you, if you think that way your career is gonna be easy I deployed with these guys at the 255th. That's Lieutenant Colonel uh, Hurston who said that. Uh, I was in a tent with eight guys for six long months in the desert. We did not fight at all. We got along great. We're still friends. And the other one is, uh, uh, this one is my phrase, is be the change. If you're not happy Mm. with your organization, be the change. It starts at at my level. It starts at the airman level. Find ways to to be the the person that's going to change your organization. Right now I'm trying to work with support and ops and security forces to be one team. A unit means one. And hmm. we're kind of divisive and it's just trying to bring us together as one and one step at a time.
0: Wow. So. I just learned something. I just learned what TGIF means. You know, I'm, I'm, I was always thinking it was just going to get some food. Let's go out and get something to eat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the guard is family. Man, that's some powerful stuff. And uh, thank you for sharing that. So, and uh, be the change. I mean, that's extremely important, you know, because we are in a ever changing environment. Um, So if you are a being a part and being one of those change agents, um, it's just going to help increase um, what we're trying to do and where we're trying to get to as being that respectful organization. So uh, so thank you for sharing. that. greatly appreciate it. Well, teamies, episode seven is a wrap. Sergeant Deckard, I thank you for your transparent dialogue and your willingness to not only share your story, but to talk a little bit about the specialized mission of the Eastern Air Defense Sector. Much much respect to you, my friend, and we wish you nothing but success in all your future endeavors.
1: Thanks, Chief.
0: Teammates, another successful recording session complete. As always, a shout out to the 109th Airlift Wing Public Affairs section, specifically the person behind the scenes, keeping us organized and on point, Mrs. Jackie Lyons. Until the next JTL episode, I leave you with a quote from the GOAT himself, Muhammad Ali, and I quote, It isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. It is the pebble in your shoe. Keep grinding, teammates. Until the next episode, Chief out.